and welcome to another episode of Background Noise. And so I have two guests with me here. One is from episode one, if you remember who he is, but I'll have him introduce himself anyways. And then the other is completely new, so I'll also have him introduce himself because that's what people do when they come onto a podcast. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> yeah, okay, so who wants to go first, Indigo or Aldo? Uh, already gave away their names. Yeah, yeah. You can go uh, first, I can just, Sure, I'll go first and go. Well, uh, again, as Anne mentioned, I'm Aldo, uh, friend of Anne's. I'm still here somehow, miraculously. And yeah, Indigo, you can go now. Uh, yeah, I'm Indigo. Uh, if you can't tell, that may or may not be a real name. Uh, if you know who I am, then you know who I am. And if you don't, you know, that's it. Uh, I like Cosmere. You'll you know, know him know by is? Indigo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Indigo. That's indigo, it. Indigo, reoccurring. Also, wait, wait. What podcast was this again? Are you really <laughs> asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it Background called? Background noise. What? Background noise. Oh, oh my god. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought I was on like like forward ground noise. Like the uh, foreground noise. The foreground not... noise. Yeah. No, actually, you were supposed is to be on the foreground studio? visual. Somewhere else. Oh right. Sorry. Yes, visual. Audio visual. Yeah, I had my to bad. cancel mine. Whole wrong which, one. Foreground visual. Oops. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. 100% legit podcast. Mm -hmm. Great. What a great start. I mean, if you want me to stick around, I can, you know. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. I think, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, But do we really need him? In the wrong studio. Um, Okay. But, um, you know, now that we're, you know, rolling, (laughs) so it is currently a, I don't even know what day it is anymore, um, day. It is a Wednesday. My dudes. It is a Wednesday. Oh, God. <laughs> What's wrong yeah, with Wednesday? Yeah, but I've kind of lost track of the days. I mean, I was watching another YouTube video, and they were keeping track of days they've been in quarantine. Oh. And it was, like, day 100 and something. And I was like, I can't believe, like, we've already spent, like, so many months just mm. home. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And now that it's summer, it's even worse, and it's just... Well, I mean, I don't know if it's worse, because I'm staying inside, so AC, I don't have to go out into the heat. AC is very nice. AC really is oh, yes. nice. Great invention. Whoever invented AC, great for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at least we live somewhere right. that has it. So. Oh, yeah. Just give me a second. Oh, yeah, that's true. What, Aldo? Uh-oh. What are you doing? Don't question He's... it doing something if y'all can't tell but <laughs> thank you to willis thank you to willis carrier the inventor of air conditioning oh wow oh, my hero wow okay <laughs> yeah truly my man willis um, the true texas <clears throat> hero but anyways yep yeah does it say where um, he's from but... really quick, sorry uh <laughs> uh uh one second short and missing <laughs> sorry uh, Willis Carter, um, American engineer, air conditioning, uh, in New York, Angola, New York. Oh. And he died in New York, New York. I assume it gets hot in New York, but probably. seems like, well, yeah, probably, it probably yeah. does increase in temperature in New York, but like. Mm. No, yeah. New York Sorry, just stays like was... cold the entire day. All year. They don't have yep. seasons. It's just cold. Yeah, they really don't. I've never been to New York, so I shouldn't be talking. 
been in New York once. So this is actually, yeah, this is my first time doing a podcast with three people. So I definitely think with three people, it livens up the um, atmosphere more. Yeah. Um, there yeah. isn't as much. So just aside from the tangent sure, that sure. we just went on about <laughs> AC. Sorry, that's my fault. Wait, uh, that wasn't the whole point of this podcast? <laughs> Dang it. I thought I was on we were... random facts about New York. <laughs> I'm just so always uh, on the yeah. podcast. I'm sorry. I thought I was on the Willis color. uh, I um, forgot his name. Yeah, so. Willis Appreciation Podcast. We should start that. (laughs) Podcast listeners, watch how your. Watch how these podcast guests interrupt their host so many times. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. Wait, that's not a revolution. Y'all are free to do whatever. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Guys, welcome back to my podcast. Uh, You know, 100% belongs to me and only me. Do you even remember what the name is? It, it, it's, of course, foreground visual, because it's, it's not like that Anne Nguyen made podcast background noise. It's definitely not that, and I'm just not hijacking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What do you think we are? Some kind of, like, copiers or something? Like, yeah. copy, I don't know. Gosh. We're not any <laughs> posers or anything. Definitely not. Right. We would never okay. do that. Um. <laughs> Um, but anyways, time to get into um, what this podcast episode is really about. So normally on my podcast episodes, I think I've kind of established, like, I guess I put this in air quotes, like my brand of podcast. Like, I don't really think I've fully defined what this podcast is about. But like the description says, this is about anything and everything. So in the past, I've talked about more serious episodes, not episodes, more serious topics, um, and, you know, lighter ones for the last, or is the, it was episode two or three, I forget, three, I think. But anyways, I decided to bring these two on here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, otherwise yeah. known as D&D. We play Dungeons um, and Dragons? And just to talk about, um, you know, just like the whole game, like um, what they do and um to explore it more and i know most of y'all or at least most of my listeners probably don't know what dungeons and dragons is <clears throat> or if you know they do know it it's because of stranger things or you know they just think it's like a game for nerdy people which or i multiple mean other yeah, it is that is an accurate description i am a nerd <laughs> i play dungeons and dragons it is a fact <laughs> yes But um, this game, not this game, this podcast will not be necessarily like an introduction because you guys could listen or like read about that anywhere else. We're here to get into the cool parts of (laughs) D&D, which is all about the story. Okay, well, no, everything about D&D is cool, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we're not here to learn, necessarily. We're here to, well, we're le- we are we're here to learn. But we're here to yeah. he- learn about the storytelling aspect. The fun parts, really. If you want, can I, yes. can I make a quick plug, if that's okay? Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you want to learn how to play D&D, I recommend the Handbook or Helper series from Critical mm. Role. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's how I play D&D, yeah. at least. But Yes. So go and, check that uh, out Critical if you want to learn how. Is... Yeah, how exactly would you describe Critical Role, actually? Um, that's a very good question. Let's see. It is a group of voice actors who play D&D, and they got really popular streaming on Twitch, and now they're really popular. I don't know how else. Yeah. They, they've had a, a, yeah. a ripple effect. 
throughout the Dungeons yeah, & Dragons definitely. fandom, sort of. And I've changed um, the way people think, play. But. Yeah. I think um, another friend of ours said that um, Critical Role kind of sets, like, this really high expectation of what D&D is like. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, and, like, everyone yes. aspires to be like them. But, you know, obviously, as you begin, you're not necessarily going to reach Critical Role. I am not so, Matthew Mercer, but I wish I was. That is the <laughs> mindset. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Critical Role is, like, just, like, that top-tier um, level that you want to reach in a D&D campaign. Um, which They've got people we'll, uh... crying, detailed storytelling, oh, yeah, yeah. all that, mm-hmm. which is not what you can normally expect from a D&D right game there. run by not normal people. Right, no, professional <laughs> voice actors. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll get into this, um, and you guys can take turns speaking. So my first question for you guys is, when and how did you begin playing D&D? I mean, we have basically the same story. But... Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It all started long ago. We were ago. converted at the same time. Yeah, you can start. <laughs> yeah. Long ago, back in eighth grade. Yep. It was another one of our friends who brought up the idea, I'm pretty sure. Right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His uncle mm-hmm. had given him some of the books. Yeah. And then we just kind of tried it, and we liked it, so it was like, hey, this is fun. And we kind of just haven't stopped. Best way to just say it. <laughs> Yeah, we tried it, it was fun, and it became a thing. Yeah. So very similar to drugs. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, we just yeah. tried it, and, you know. Yeah, the way we described it. like sessions doing it together, you know. Yeah, became we just a little tried addictive, it. But, you know, we we can control it. We can yeah. stop the time. It's punk. Yeah, we don't need it. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. need to be. Okay. Um, all right, so describe uh, Dungeons & Dragons in three words for me. Three words. <sighs> what do you define as a word? Just out of um, curiosity. Anything. Just a word. Um, a word is a string of letters oh, okay. combined to make... <laughs> I was just wondering, like, you know, in... in like, Well, okay, so you've got, like, compound words, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is a side tangent. I'm I'm distracting from the topic. Dungeons and Dragons, three words. Dungeons and Dragons. Aldo? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say dice and stuff. Yeah. Much. You, you're you got missing another word. There, word. Yeah. You gotta, dice you gotta use your last and word. stuff. Ah, uh, never mind. Three. <laughs> yep. Okay. I think in like dice and well, stuff, like an N with an apostrophe uh, C, is that a word? Dice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my three words would have just been, like, fun role-playing game. Yeah. I can I can give you the, um, the textbook definition if you want. Oh, I mean, the, if you... Okay. The Dungeons & Dragons is a fantasy role-playing game for, I don't know, three, two to six players where mm. you blah, 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 all that. Or you <laughs> blah, 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 all that. You yes. pretend blah, to be a blah, character... Blah, blah, blah. And pretend to overcome challenges, and pretend mm-hmm. to grow and learn, and maybe you grow and learn yeah. in real life if you want. It's <laughs> you not pretend good. to grow and learn. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just fake it. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of touches on um 
something that I'll bring up in the later parts of this episode. But yeah, um, speaking from my own experience, I did not actually play Dungeons and Dragons, but I did dabble in it for a bit um, mm-hmm. in eighth grade. And by dabble, I mean I kind of just like participated in the game. I had my own character at some yeah. point. I like learned the basics ish. I mean, like ish. Um, and like I played along, but I was never like super invested. Invested. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike you guys, which is pretty incredible. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yep. I'll <laughs> yeah. take that. So, you know, these two, along with our other friend, have, um, you know, created characters for the games that um, they play in, and they've also started or are in the middle of their own campaigns. Many. Um, yes. Yeah, which a campaign is kind of like... I don't know if I'm the best person to explain this, but it's like, um... It's always hard to explain. Trust me. I've tried yeah. many, many yeah. times. It's really hard I to mean, explain. I mean, it's kind of like... It, I mean, a campaign. It It is what it sounds like. It's kind of like the beginning, the middle, and the end of this whole story. I mean, a campaign is really much like a storybook, basically. Yeah. You start with, like, the prologue. A very deep and explanation. Then, yeah. You know, you set up... You set up the background, and then, you know, um, the dungeon master or the person who is in charge of the campaign, you know, writes the whole thing. Um, They create the storyline. But, you know, the players are involved in, you know, how the um, game game or the campaign kind of goes. But then again, the dungeon master is, like, Mm -hmm. in charge of it all. Um, I just read an article today... Oh, it's like um, a choose-your-own-adventure storybook kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Yeah, it, it's I normally, kind of similar. It's... Oh, continue, Indigo. Oh, I was just going to say, I normally describe it as, like, you know, people talk... You know, people, like, play card games or whatever, you know, have, like, a weekly card game. Mm-hmm. So you just imagine instead of yeah. a card game, you're doing some dice games, and you're making each each game build off of the last one. So you're, like, telling, it, telling a continuous story yeah. throughout yeah. the whole thing somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and so campaigns can last for like a year, less than, or more, more than, than that. a day. More than usually. Sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah, I wouldn't say usually, yeah. but sometimes the good ones, they last good less last. than two sessions because someone does something. Yep. Sometimes they don't uh, even last a session. Sometimes they die yeah. before they even start. True. Wow. Sometimes the idea yeah. forms and then it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So now that we have the um, basis of what a campaign is, um, oh, wait, how do you guys make... draw? Sorry. Can oh I yeah. Make yeah. A final note on campaign. Something yeah, that definitely. is significant because it bugs me sometimes when people talk about it. Who should know? I guess I don't know. Just when you have a when you have a campaign, a player mm-hmm. creates a specific ca- like character for that campaign. The character doesn't normally yes. leave the campaign or Mm -hmm. jump through other games, you don't normally have a specific character that you, like, always use. You normally make new Mm -hmm. characters for different games, for different campaigns. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. Characters are unique to Mm -hmm. their own campaigns. But it is possible to change characters and use a character that you once had for, like, a campaign that ended up dying in another campaign. You, You can reuse characters if you want, but most people just pick a new character and will create a new character and then stick with that. Yeah, diversify mm-hmm. it up. Make it yeah. a new game every time. Make it a different mm-hmm. experience. 
Yeah. Uh, and, so well, sorry, I keep. <laughs> just, no, that's totally cool. Feel free to interrupt me anytime, unlike what I said earlier. Sorry. It's just there's also one more note on campaigns. Sorry, I said that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also pre-written campaigns that mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. the company, produces that you can a DM can run through. The world's already built. The story's already ready there. And the yeah. players kind of play oh. through the pre-written. Or I have one you can hand. make up your own. I have some at hand yeah. right here. I have here. a few over there. And... They're basically just pages of an actual story that you'd follow. Uh, Different little Mm -hmm. boxes tell you, like, events that can happen. Um, This one, for instance, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, a campaign written by Wizards of the Coast, has different chapters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not sponsored, not sponsored. Uh, It has five different chapters, and each chapter is a different part of the story. Like, the first chapter is... The initial like introduction quest, the second and like the second chapter is pretty much just the transition into the third chapter where the action really picks up, and it starts its actual arc of the story, and then the something specific well, cool about this adventure specifically, is that depending on what season you choose to run your campaign in, you get a different like encounter, because there's four more chapters. About each different villain, which appears in the different seasons, so it can be a new game depending yeah. on the way you play it. Pre-written's are pretty cool. Yeah, I must say, I normally just take inspiration yeah. from them though because I'm yeah. another campaign I have right here, uh, Mad Dungeon of the Mad Mage. It's twenty-five floors of basically hell. And you're not, if anyone gets through this, it's 23 levels, but if anyone were to get all the way to level 23 and defeat the main villain, I would like congratulate you because the amount of work it takes to get through around 300 pages of just encounters and death traps and high level monsters. Wow. And seeing that at the very end, um, he just res- re- like, respawns if you, like, whoa, kill spoilers, him. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I should have probably mentioned that before. But but, but for people who don't know um, what mm. these books look like... If you want rough estimates on, like, width, it's about uh, eight and a half inches by 11 inches. Okay. And roughly... Oh, yeah. So, printer paper-ish. Mm-hmm. And they're less than an inch thick. But still quite a bit, because wow. they're yeah. big but pages. pages. That's still... Are, yeah. are we, do, you have a, do you have a ruler? Is that why you're measuring Yeah, I have exactly? a ruler right here, and I was just measuring it exactly. And also, I have a really much... fancy ruler. Hold on. Ready? Give me a second. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Oh, no. There we got to flex rulers now. So. Rulers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... Okay. Uh, here. Okay. So, uh... I've got two of Annihilation, and my fancy oh. ruler... From somewhere, I don't know, remember where I got this, but it measures things in like, like light, uh, like, yeah, here it is, light huh. pictoseconds. So two of annihilation is roughly <laughs> seven hundred light pictoseconds. You know, for all my pictoseconds fans out there, yep, you can know how big, big the book is. There you go. That's <laughs> the width. Oh, uh, that's. I just mm. thought I'd flex okay. the ruler since 
Sorry, we, well, we, we've talked a lot about the basics. So, sorry, I know seconds. you said we were going yes. to do that, right? Oh. Um, but, like, like earlier, I know Aldo started talking about how he sometimes draws inspiration for his mm-hmm. campaigns from the pre-written uh, D&D ones. So, uh, getting into the next question, how do you draw inspiration for, you know, creating your characters for these campaigns? <laughs> um, or how do you draw inspiration for your own campaigns that you write? Uh, Indigo, would you like to start? Uh, sure. Yeah, so I really, honestly, have only played as a player a few times, probably not as much as I should, uh, and I have DM'd a lot, so I am probably the most experienced DM amongst mm-hmm. my friends. Now, that sounds pretty egotistical, <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt. I do think that's true. I think, statistically speaking, mathematically speaking, it is a fact. But, uh, I draw inspiration when running my campaigns from a lot of different sources. So, like, lots of TV shows. Uh, actually, so first off, most of the time, it's unconscious. I'll watch a TV show, read a book, whatever, <laughs> and then a few weeks or months later, I'll write something and be like, whoa, that's super cool. And then a few weeks later, I'll rewatch or reread the book and be like, oh, I totally stole that, but I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Copyright. So, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there's no one copywriting our games. Because stuff like... Yeah. Uh, like, for example, for writing a campaign, uh, there's, if you've watched Avatar The Last Airbender, also not sponsored, I don't know how that works, but, uh, there's that episode where Sokka learns how to, how to make a sword, and he, like, goes to this whole training montage of learning how to make a sword, learning how to use a sword, and I guess, unconsciously, I thought, that was pretty cool. I mean, also, consciously, it's pretty cool. So, later on, I was like, ooh, what if I had a campaign where part of the point of the campaign is that they have to forge their own sword to defeat the bad guy or whatever. And that's yeah. that's how the campaign went. That's, that's That was an aspect of the story, but that was for the most yeah. mm-hmm. So books, I like. I read a lot of Brandon Sanderson, Brandon Mole. Uh, uh, yeah, that's how the books <laughs> I read. Just, um, just the two Brandons. Yep, the two Brandons. Just the yep, two Brandons. Yep. I watch all yeah. sorts of TV, so. Oh, yeah. Mm. You do watch all sorts of TV. Oh, whoa. Why did that? That sounded weird. <laughs> no, I, watch... I didn't say. <laughs> you just talk a lot about different TV shows. I do That's talk a lot about like... the TV shows I watch. Uh, mm. Plug for Community. Plug for uh, The Office, uh, Parks and mm. Rec, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Avatar The Last Airbender we've already mentioned. Star Wars The Clone Wars, classic. Star Wars Rebels, not as classic, oh, but still yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Still uh, good. I can just keep listening to TV shows until somebody cuts me off. But. <laughs> I think Aldo's uh, <laughs> going to interrupt you there. Yeah. Aldo, uh, would you I like have... to talk about making a player character? I'll go with the player side of it. Uh, for a lot of my characters, I just draw inspiration from... I will mention this. I never talked about this with anyone, but a lot of my characters are based on people like the broad idea of certain people in my life and then I just transfer oh. it into D&D. I never tell the people who like that I done it. I just subconsciously have it there so that every once in a while I can just pick up on someone's trait and I'm like, "Hmm, interesting. Add that to a character." Wow. What okay. a people observer. Yeah. I, I interesting, interesting. And now then I'm wondering just, which characters yeah. have been People uh, that I know. Hold on. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and then... <laughs> uh, honestly, 
the only one who's like someone who I'll mention. Like, I won't say their name, but uh, my character Detris is based on someone from real life. Uh, really, Detris? Yeah. Detris was kind of crazy. Why do I have a, yeah, I I, I do I have a say, feeling I know who it is? I will yeah, say, I get a feeling I know who it is. You can too. tell us yeah. after this. Wait, yeah. you can tell us out. I really want to know. I will I'm say. I'm writing that down so I don't <laughs> That a lot of the time I start off with a basic idea of a person. And then it slowly mm-hmm. just morphs into like an actual character. Which eventually into... leads to things like becoming a horrible person who eventually redeems themselves. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. Shield surfing yeah. downstairs yeah. and smashing into a wall, all that kind of Half stuff. Half of those things are yeah. just my stupidity. <laughs> but, my. I, we'll probably talk about this later, but about like favorite characters. But my favorite character is based not on someone, but just on the person I wish I could be someday. Dang. <sighs> hey, that's, that's pretty deep. cool. Like, that's deep. Yeah, that's like. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I did not think we would get there, but that is like... Yeah. There's many layers wow. to D&D. Now I don't want to mention my NPC making, because that's... Blighten <laughs> <laughs> ripoffs. <laughs> yeah, well, or just taking, you know, like, one of them has a southern accent, so of course they're completely, how are you, how are you doing? How you know, are you from Texas. So maybe I should take a deeper look at... My my characters. I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. That's. I I think that's that's actually really interesting. Um, yeah. But I mean, like you know, you kind of get uh, more immersed into the game when you feel mm. like you've like really developed yeah. your characters. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And so, like you know, getting inspiration from like actual people that you know. I mean, they're developed people. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what you see. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe it. And you can always the, add to them, from so. what you see. <laughs> um, but From yeah, my that's, that's observations. Okay. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, that's like that's really cool. Um, why did I say it that way? Like, <laughs> that's like, really cool. That's really cool. We're doing an episode like, about me, like, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that's so cool. I am actually like really interested in this. Like, we've had, um, I. We've had like late night conversations, um, mm-hmm. talking about this or talking about like this podcast episode about D and D and just D and D in general. And before I get into the next question, so I was talking to Aldo earlier today. Oh yeah. And it was because he wanted to tell me about his campaign Which... because I offered um, to listen because like out of all of um, y'all's friends, mm-hmm. like really, there's you know. They all play, like, in your campaigns, um, or just, like, you know, you you can't let them know, like, the behind-the-scenes of your campaign. Yeah. But as for me, I, I know the gist of D&D, like, I pick things up here and there, so, like, I have a general understanding of it, um, more so than other people, and so I've become what, <laughs> what Aldo has termed, like, the overlord, or, like, the overlooker. Overseer. Of, um, overseer. Overseer. Of D and D, because right now I have all the power. Not really. I don't know Adam's campaign. Yeah, we could all just dump all of our stories, all all the whole campaign, everybody. All oh the yeah, DMs. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the reason that we're is, pausing so honestly, much, by the way, is like <laughs> we're, we're, just... we're talking. 
<laughs> we're talking to each other over discord so sometimes like um the audio or like the video gets funky but um anyways um mm. what was i saying yes Delayed so aldo has yeah. termed me like the overseer of D because all of um you know these two's friends and our other friend obviously like they all play D, &D like they're involved in like these campaigns and they can't really know what's going on so you know like mm -hmm. i know more than most people um you know i have a pretty you, you could tell me the D &D. player you could you could tell nah. some of the players you know um, please <laughs> i don't want to die well if you want to um, but if you like, want to spoil our other friend's much, campaign i'm but... oh maybe maybe yeah yeah but um oh what, what was i saying so you know he so our other friend he we could assign him a color um, guys if we need <laughs> yeah actually that'd be much easier <laughs> what did i yeah um i think he would uh let's go with blue then blue? okay oh right next in to go yep, okay yep. um so anyway um blue and i talk and we talked for like four hours too it was crazy um, so he, you know, he brings up the D&D &D stuff at the end because he's like, oh, I don't want to bore you. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. Like, I'll totally sit through it. So I was literally sitting there just like listening to his like every single word. And I was typing it down in my notes up because I was like, I need to keep track of this because like, it's a lot. What, so you have it written down? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, can you guys give me a minute while I Google how to hack somebody's phone? <laughs> oh, I will say. Wait, I'm... <laughs> If... Um, okay, so I have, like, the backstory written down, um, which actually, never mind, I think the backstory is, like, the whole secret of the campaign, yeah, so... Yeah, fair. he's mentioned that, can't... yeah. <laughs> I will say... I can't spoil Blue's campaign. He would be really upset at He would be very upset. He would. That's a solid point. Yeah. Yeah, I will but say... uh, honestly, yeah. oh. he is... Oh, well, unless, unless you want to go... You can continue. <laughs> okay, I was just gonna say my number one advice to all dungeon masters, I is just you should find a dump person because mm. you're gonna die if you keep all your secrets of all your campaign stuff, yeah, just like bottled up in your head, you know. Like for a different oh, yeah, campaign, yeah, yeah. for well, now Aldo isn't in. I just dumped all the secret on him. I'm not even sure if he yeah. remembers it. It was a pretty long time ago, mm -hmm. but I just got it all off my chest. Done. Didn't have to say anything because otherwise you're gonna like tell the players just it's a fact yeah you will accidentally tell the players i remember parts of what you've yeah. told me indigo mainly because i helped like i helped give you some yeah, ideas yeah. for certain parts and i'm still proud of that mm -hmm. but also yeah, yeah, what i was gonna you, say is what i dumped on Anne, it, because both indigo and blue are in this campaign i basically dumped the backstory yeah. of everything the main villain or villain, uh -huh. a, like a very important person, uh, a detail that you're not supposed to know until later, and also what I plan to do, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. in a future session. I'm not saying next session hmm. or yeah. the one after that, yeah. but a future one. So, and from our perspective, we're just trying to run a tavern. I don't know what he's told you, <laughs> but we are trying to live peacefully. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. serve people <laughs> the simple food and drinks. <laughs> I, I may be an evil robot, but we're all we have good intentions. We hate, we I even have a ghost butler, right? Is he a, yeah, you do. Do you a ghost butler? That's an him. actual thing. I may or may not have stole that straight from Dragon Heist, not sponsored. Uh, there's like 
the second chapter is just as I said, it's just like the moving point into the third one, and it's they get a tavern, they repair it, and they can run it. And then there's this one ghost guy, I forgot his name, but he's just there, and if you like don't want him, he'll fight against the party. But if you just let him be a bartender there, he'll be like, Great. And he'll like wipe down counters, pull chairs out for people, pour some drinks. He doesn't speak. Who doesn't want to actually bartender? <laughs> did we? Did do, does it have a preset name for the tavern? Sorry, we're getting off track. Really uh, quick though, does it have a it preset does. name for the tavern? It does. It's called. Did, do we have to pick that name? I really want to do ghost puns. You could change like, it. Right now, it's just Trollstall Manor and Tavern. And also, okay, that's, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty you metal. could theoretically know. also make it into like a like in if you really wanted to or you could just leave the top uh, floors to just hey be we might yeah. do that. for you guys good to know okay sorry but that was, <clears throat> that was... i no but like just like it's it's kind of funny um as i was listening to you guys and i just like i you know i realized that as we just talk um as friends on our usual saturday um night discords like when you when you talk about D&D, like you talk about it as if it's like actually happening in real life. Mm-hmm. Escapism. Um, which is like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's it's very um cool that way. And sometimes like I've been like not bamboozled, but sometimes <laughs> I'll like, you know, walk in on a conversation and then they'll start talking about something crazy that happened, but they won't like <laughs> they won't explicitly mention something that sounds off. So then I'll think that it actually happened in real life and it's like, "Oh my god, that was crazy." Uh, but then I realized that a dragon shows up, and you're that like, happened. "Oh!" And then you just mention like, yeah. "And then I cast magic missile." Oh wait, yeah, that that oh. can't happen. That must not be or real. Can yeah, not. or they were hiding yeah. something from me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, that would be such a good way to like, you know, talk like code and like, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. You could write a book that's like, a, wait, is that what Stranger Things? Okay, preface: <laughs> I haven't seen Stranger Things. <laughs> But is that what Stranger Things is, right? You can just, they can talk about the monsters or whatever, because they just call it D&D monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if that's not what's going uh... on, I just gave you a pitch, Stranger Things uh, writing <laughs> team, which is definitely different to this. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I won't require uh, royalties. Like... You can just use it. <laughs> I'm just generous <laughs> like that. Yeah, so um, anyways, we've established that I just, like, know everything. I know Aldo's campaign, I know Blue's campaign, Indigo might tell me his campaign later. (laughs) I can. Maybe, I don't know. You could, Mm -hmm. but yeah, moving on. Um, That was, like, a great conversation about getting to know each other's campaign, but anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, What has been y'all's favorite uh, character so far? Uh, you can either describe them with three words or just, you know, explain the like character in as much detail as you would like. I'll I'll go second because I have a oh second. good good one. Second. Actually, yes, you've got a really deep one. Mine's not going to be deep at all. Mine's... Um, okay, first off, once again, I am a DM most of the time, so can I include NPCs? I can yes, do both. Yes, I was just going want, to say that. But okay, NPC. That's totally fine. Uh, let's see. But I should have I shouldn't have said that unless I knew what I was gonna say. This is just our favorite, just overall favorite. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Well, with with DMing and with NPCs, there's always an NPC that the players just latch onto. Uh, oh yeah. 
Like, even if uh-huh. they were intended to be one-off, go away, or even if you, like, you, they hadn't existed, you just improv them and then gave them a funny voice, they will become the party's favorite, and they will literally destroy the world for that person. So, <laughs> uh, favorite one was probably in a different campaign that Aldo's not in, but the one that I did dump mm. the explanation of stuff for Aldo. Uh, there's a Skull Lord, which, if you are familiar with Skull Lords, you can look it up right now if you want. Skull Lord 5e. Uh, they are like these evil, like really evil knights or like rulers of the Shadow Fell, which is like a dark dimension, etc., etc. You know, really bad Ooh. characters. They're like, like they they have like skull. They're like skeletons. They don't have flesh or whatever, and they've got three heads. And like the backstory wow. is like they were like great dark wizards who like the gods like slapped together as punishment, all three of them or whatever, which is great. But when they went to the castle, uh, they had the choice, as always. You can speak with them. You can fight with them. You can do whatever. They were trying to get something from him. And so they started by speaking to him. And I was like, okay, I didn't think about this beforehand. They are pretty much murder hobos. So I was expecting them to just go in there and to slaughter him. Uh, but then they did. <laughs> this, is, this is the detailed explanation. This is not three words. I don't know if that was clear yet or not. Indigo, you're still at two words. Two, oh, dang it. I thought I was at, like, 1.5. I'm getting too far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I won't break three. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, so they started <laughs> talking to it, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I didn't think of a voice beforehand. And, you know, the voice is the most important part, because I can't actually see the, you know, they just imagine it. Yeah. So they started talking to the middle one, and I just went with, you know, basic, regular, I am an evil overlord. I will destroy all, or whatever. Oh, no. They started oh asking for secrets. And so I was like, okay, the third head will be secrets or whatever. And that one was like, I am your doom. You know, pretty classic (laughs) evil whatever. But then I completely (laughs) ran out of voices, right, for the third one. And so then they started talking to it even more. And I knew the, or the second one, I guess. And I knew the second one had to say something. And so they were like, like, you know, and what knowledge does the third head have to pass on to us or whatever? And I was like... Well, you know, back in back in farm life, we couldn't really do much secrets or anything. And so they became to know. They learned this Skull Lord's name was Paul, Skull Lord Paul. Uh, two dark, evil necromancers or whatever, and one just farmer. That's it. He just that's it. Yeah. He just kind of got slapped in there. Yeah, yeah. His official backstory, if you want to know, I can explain. But that's that's the whole nother thing. Wait. Oh, I love that. It's yeah. even so, funnier that I can only hear his audio and not see his face. Yeah, so that became one of my favorites. Improv. The players immediately latched onto him. They were like, you are, you can be our, I don't know, overlord or whatever. You know, <laughs> we'll do whatever you need kind of a thing. They weren't normally oh with gosh. like the cute NPCs. They'll do whatever. But you know, Two-thirds of Skull Lord Paul is evil, so they were a little <laughs> bit more, you know, careful with him. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. But, so my answer uh, is Skull Lord Paul. That's three words. Skull, Skull Lord that's Paul. That's the best. That's uh, the absolute best. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. That's mm, beautiful. Oh, okay, Aldo, you can go now. All right. I don't know how you'll beat that. Though. Yeah, I, I really Sorry. don't think I can, but that was a really good one. I will say my favorite character is the one I mentioned before. And if I had to describe him in three words, they would be a glitter wizard. That was the original idea. I know the character. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. So, okay. I will say, to start off, I really didn't like him. My favorite character, Thondras Looms, started off as one of my Thondra, least favorites. Because Thondras, Thondras Looms, of course. Uh, and he was my one of my least favorites because I was playing a class that I had made up entirely. And I wrote it horribly, so it wasn't good. And eventually I switched that character out mm-hmm. for another one. And we didn't kill him off or anything. Yeah. We just I just made up the story that, yes, Thondras left on a boating ship to go fishing and do something with his life. And mm-hmm. that was well, kind of the last of him. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. kind of the last of him the for a while. Until nearing the end of the campaign, we had our fight against the BBE. Wait, big, BBG? The, the BB. big... Yeah, I could never remember the acronym. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. But the uh, we had a fight against the like big bad, and um, I think it's B-B-E-G, we were recruiting people. Big bad evil guy. B B E G. Yeah, big bad evil guy. There we go. B B E G. And well, we needed more characters. Well, didn't need, but I remembered Thondris is still alive out there, and there was a point in time where we got sent like ten years into the future because of a sphinx. So Thondris was 10 years older than he was when I first played him. And I decided to rewrite him as a wizard. But when he got to Marquette, which is where he was from, they found him. And he's a noble. And Indigo asked me what, like, his family became nobles. Like, why, how they became nobles. Like, how they got all their money. So I just looked at his character sheet. And the first session... He had stole a bunch of silverware from this necromancer. So I just saw it like 32 forks, fancy forks, and like 16 spoons. Oh. So my initial reaction was, oh. they sell silverware. And that was the thing that made oh. the Looms family into the big <laughs> noble house they were. Looms silverware. Wow. Yes, Looms branded <laughs> silverware. And at one point... We needed funds. So, Thondris went to his parents and asked them for, like, 400 platinum, which, to iterate, I'm pretty sure it's five, 10 gold equal one platinum, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and 10 gold is, like, 4,000? The rough estimate of, like, a, yeah, it's close to 4,000 for 400 platinum. And they denied that wow. and gave me 2,000, and I was like, hey, I'll take it. And uh-huh. that was before I came up with my brilliant, well, I call it brilliant because it's my best moment of just improv that I've ever had in a campaign, I think. We were also needing to get a kraken from like water druids, like oh. arch druids. And mm-hmm. I started uh, negotiating with the uh, main like arch druid and yep. mm-hmm. well... <laughs> I made the business proposition of, hey, <clears throat> one second. Don't just, don't just Hello, my good sir. Do you want to buy my products? And he asked me what, like, what oh, I sold. God. So off the top of my head, I, I can, said, I can be, I can be the yeah. archer if you'd like. All right, as, that's I'm what good I was. <clears throat> what is it you sell? Sell. <laughs> well, uh, I actually have a wonderful idea for. The brilliant invention of the five-pronged fork. You know, the four prongs don't hold it, don't hold any meat. 
or anything well enough. But if you add that five, fifth prong, it acts like an opposable thumb, and it just grabs it with much more enthusiasm, and you can pick it up so much better. And his thing ended up becoming that he was a, uh, that he basically just bought like owned five prong forks, and he created them. The origin of the legendary I... five pronged forks. <laughs> what did I just listen to? <laughs> uh, we reenacted the entire scene. I don't know if you uh, yes, summarized. Yes, yes, it wasn't that, a very long that scene. Was clear. That was a scene. That was clear. Um, wow. That was the birth wow. of a legendary moment. The five pronged fork has it's yes. lasted through multiple campaigns. It has become a symbol of the yep. Aldo regime, maybe. In some ways. The Thondrus regime. <laughs> Indigo, I will say, it has entered your campaign, right? Because oh, and, yes. like, few yeah, things yeah. I make influence in, there's just the tiny like detail that there's a five-pronged fork somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote it into uh, somebody's journal. They noticed it mm-hmm. in a hag's hut. And it was in somebody's... <laughs> wow. So it was like three levels, because it was like mm-hmm. they noticed it in this other place, they wrote about it in their journal, and then I gave the journal, which had tons of other stuff that was much more mm-hmm. important, no offense, uh, yeah. to the players. And so uh, Blue actually did find the, uh, the he was like, what, what is this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no clue, you know. Five-pronged fork, I wonder where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wow, well, I went on a tangent about Thon. That was a great Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Once again, like, it all sounds like this is actually happening, like there are actual, like, druids in our world, but I wish. Uh, um, but, or do I? Yeah, I do know. we wish for um, druids? I don't know about that one. <laughs> druids are a little uh, wacky. But, yeah. <laughs> we do need glitter wizards in our world, though. We need glitter wizards, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so moving on. Let's get into the storytelling part of D&D. Like, we've touched it here and there, but, yeah, how do you guys um, begin to do that? Just tell me your storytelling ways. What's your process? Why do you get invested in it? Et cetera, et cetera. Mine's a lot well, I less know impressive. I know I have gone first a lot, so I was going to see if Aldo wanted yeah. to go first. But. Mine's a lot less impressive, so I'll start. Uh, the way I do storytelling is I pretty much wait and start a campaign and the first session to second session usually ends up being me just like okay do this great filler content while i think of something that i could make work in this setting and then at some random point there's like a two or three week gap where i'm doing nothing and i finally come up with an idea and i'm like what if i did this and then that could build on that Easter egg I sent in right here. And then that couldn't just be an Easter egg, but it could be an actual main center, like, MacGuffin or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. good idea. I'll form that into a story arc, which I'll include after they start running the tavern, which is may or may not Very go cool. horribly or horribly well. Who knows? Oh, I just want to run a tavern. I think it'll go well, um, knowing what I know. It just depends on how you run the tavern. That That's also true. You gotta be good, like, with customer service. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, that was all those shorter story <clears throat> about his storytelling. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Indigo, you can get into it because yeah. I know you have a lot to say. Yeah, I am a very big fan of storytelling. I like analyzing how storytelling works and all of that intricacies, but I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, and so I should note, though, first, uh, that there are two, definitely two ways of, well, I'm sure there's lots of ways to make a campaign, but there is definitely at least two ways, uh, one of which is <laughs> closer to what Aldo does, which is, like, improv and, uh, yeah. and like, you know, everything, you make stuff up on the fly, everything kind of flows, uh, all of that improv, versus what I'm more do is more, like, railroady, which, if mm. in the D&D community that's seen as a very bad thing, railroading is when you, like, make the players do a story and like follow, you know, the train tracks. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what you want to do when you're DMing is find a balance between there. And hopefully I have found a balance, but I feel like mm. my balance kind of leans closer to the railroad. Cause I, I definitely mm -hmm. try to tell a story, which is, everything has its pros and cons. Uh, yeah. but so that's what kind of why mine is more storytelling focused. Like mm -hmm. I like to analyze the storytelling. I don't know, but uh, so obviously you have to start in tavern. That is the essential number one rule of D and D. But it's important. Just in, saying, you yeah, don't yeah. technically it's, have to start in a tavern because you kind of start okay. on a train in my campaign. They don't know that. Well, that's because yours is a little bit more futuristic. So a train yeah, sort of you, is the equivalent, right? Right. No, Maybe. because you could tech. I could have technically <laughs> okay. started. I'm just just gonna say. Guys, guys. You <laughs> Uh, we're side we're getting off track. Where are you starting your campaign? Okay, I like to start. <laughs> we could, okay, we, I'm just saying. Thing. We could have started on, yeah, true. Or you could have okay. gone with the most meme right. thing Sorry. and start them on a like cart and just say, "Oh, you're finally awake," and started with that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, finally awake. Got cross crossing the border, right? Just like <laughs> that thief over there, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like to start with the tavern. That's just what I do. It's an easy yeah. place to start. It's something a lot of people are familiar with in some mm -hmm. ways or another. Uh, and then there are kind of <laughs> different ways that the story you pull in story elements, right? So I like to come up with mm -hmm. a generalized story. So like a big overarching what's probably going to be the final boss. Just like come up with the general idea of it. Uh, normally, I tie that pretty closely to the setting. I'm a pretty big fan of making sure the setting works very well with part of the story. So that's normally how I incorporate sort of the setting and story mixed together. And you have that big arc, mm -hmm. and then you come up with a few maybe smaller arcs. If there's something, a cool plot line, like the whole sword thing that you want to do, you incorporate that into the mm -hmm. middle. And then uh, you make sure, well, I mean, okay, this part's kind of weird. So players normally come up with backstories for their characters. Some don't, some yeah. do. Some of them will write a paragraph, some of them will write nothing. Some of them will write seven pages, and it's like, okay. So there's always varying levels of backstories and stuff. And then there's people who yeah. make up the backstory as they like play the game. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I like to try to focus, and this is part of the, the Matthew Mercer effect everybody always talks about, hmm. where this is how Matthew Mercer kind of does it, so... I'm definitely pulling inspiration from him in this case, but I like to ask the players about their backstory, make sure I know all their backstory, that's part of DMing, but make sure to know their backstory and try to help them create a backstory that has some kind of, like, tie that they can carry to the future. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was one character from a, that same campaign that I mentioned earlier 
where they had like their parents were killed or whatever. So, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you want to have the orphan backstory or whatever. That's in all the Disney movies. But <laughs> you, you want to come up with a person you want to come up with the person who killed them, right? That way you can have mm-hmm. them show up later and you can have a whole plot arc where they're fighting down this villain who, you know, killed their family. And that way they feel a lot more oh, tied to the story because yeah. it's personal, yeah. right? It's it's in their backstory. They came up with that guy. So mm-hmm. they're focused on trying to kill this person or maybe not kill, that's strong, you know. Try to negotiate, try to get revenge, do whatever. Try you to wanna, diplomatically that's, that's, solve the situation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got to pull something from their backstory to sort of not not hook them in. This isn't a cult, but it's also kind of <laughs> cult. So you're trying to to pull them in, get invested. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then you incorporate all those three different story methods or whatever together. Uh, it's normally definitely nowhere near as like cut and dry as like a like a book or something with like yeah. you know there's not a a plot arc mm-hmm. you could draw. And normally there's not, you know, it's not the the hero's journey, the monomyth or whatever. But yeah. it normally kind of follows a narrative, even if it's a winding, sort of random, stretched out one. It builds a narrative, which is you, my goal yeah. as a DM. If you try to make a plot arc, it'll eventually just... The players will make one decision that you weren't planning on, and it'll basically yeah. just curve the plot, like, the other direction. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah. the key thing. The players always have choices, and sometimes yeah. the player choice ruins your plan or whatever, and that's okay. You just gotta like, come up with something new, improv although, something new, whatever. <laughs> Aldo has told me about how his um his plans were ruined. Blue <laughs> has told me about yes. how y'all are mm-hmm. murder hobos, yeah. and it's it's yeah, it's great. indigo and blue destroyers mm-hmm. of campaigns. Yeah, that could be our title. Yeah, we kind oh. of wrecked Although, that too, one. although Sorry, Aldo. apparently you have, like, very... You just do a lot of random My stuff. characters always have that element of, like, crazy in them. A lot of... Uh, some of them are more yeah. serious, but there is that element of... I can go just crazy with a certain character, and it's a complete just decision that's like, Hey, you know what? That looks fun. We'll do that. No thinking twice. Like shield surf yeah, downstairs. You always have randomness. Oh yes, this is what Blue used to describe um, all those characters. Impulsive. Oh, yeah, yes. impulsive is a great word for it. Gotta keep the key. I'm guessing that's. Key. I'm basically a child yeah. in the way that I see something, and it, my instinct reaction is, "Let me touch it," or, "Ooh, I could do this." Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. shiny. Yeah. yeah. Shiny. That's what, that's how you have the forks, right? Yeah. You because shiny and grabbed him. Yeah, <laughs> literally, you're just. I asked, "What's in the room?" And you're like, "Uh, it's a kitchen." I'm like, "Is there anything in it?" There's some yeah. forks. Silver How many? Room. Sixteen. <laughs> Got it. I'm taking them. <laughs> Sixteen. Um, yes. I think I also stole like the soap from the shower. Because why not? Yeah, you you kind of robbed that place. Nobody. I really there, did. You still robbed the place. Just, I might have the character is, sheet near me. But... Once again, I am bringing attention to the fact that Aldo did not actually steal from anyone. <laughs> these are not shower. real crimes. I should, yeah, they're good crimes. <laughs> yeah, these are not crimes. real. Um, <laughs> they were also fighting skeletons um, while whilst doing this stuff. If that gives yes, you any yes, kind of yes, yes. any kind of layer of how real this is. Uh, yes. Just, um, one... but yeah. I'm just flipping through pages real quick because I know I have. Most of what I stole written down somewhere. Oh no. 
because no. this is one of no. those moments of just okay. I got some stuff here. <clears throat> this is what my inventory consisted of, like the normal things, like just fine clothing, an explorer's pack, a cape, yeah, a lemon, a vial of mercury, mm-hmm. an apple, a vial of blood, yeah. three pieces of oh. soap, oh, uh, old totems, a wallet, uh. Eleven Eight. spoons, ten fancy forks, a few pens, <laughs> some paper, a bat eye, uh, four boxes Ooh. of incense, and a glaive. Oh. A glaive. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's just... Nice. Thondras was a special, like, man. <laughs> but, um, moving yeah. back to... Indigo, like I, I remember you, um, um, including or you, you mentioned this in um, earlier conversations. Uh, I don't really remember when, uh, which is why I actually included this stuff in um, my episode outline, which oh. I do have an episode outline yet, guys. This is what I'm following. <laughs> but, um, Are you saying this whole thing scripted? <gasps> Wait, I'm just saying. Oh, no. This is like a D and D campaign. You have it scripted, and we're just going off. And then you're kind of just pulling us back <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. just to yeah, go off again. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, top. That's. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I really love about podcasting, though, is mm-hmm. that like you can follow an outline, but like you'll also get onto so many side tangents that make <laughs> a podcast episode what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, but anyways, um, Indigo mentioned that he really likes um, pulling in his players and having them be invested in um, the campaign, and sometimes it's kind of difficult to do that, but, I mean, because other players vary in how much they're invested in the campaigns that they play, Um, and so, you know, you said that you were, you were doing that by, like, um, incorporating their characters' backstories, which I think is really interesting as well. Do you want to talk more about that, or? I can. I know we have a lot of, the outline's pretty long from what I saw. But mm-hmm. I can briefly, <laughs> briefly touch on it, hopefully. Uh, just keeping these players invested specifically, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty difficult in some cases, especially, like, right now in quarantine when it's over, like, Discord and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, you're yeah. not in person. It's kind of, you know, people have other things that they're doing sometimes. And it's, it's okay a lot of the times to be doing other things at the same time as playing D&D, especially during, like, like combat or whatever, where... You know, it might not be your turn, so you 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 know you're just sitting there anyway, so you might as well. But even like in person, sometimes you know people are on their phones, and it kind of depends. Sometimes some DMs are very strict. You know, you turn off your phone. Some people have like a basket in the middle. You put your bas- you know, put your phones in the basket. Yeah. You know, no distractions or whatever. Uh, I have pretty much exclusively played with really big groups, so that doesn't really work with me because a lot of times. You know, there's there's very often, you know, somebody just isn't, it's not their spotlight for the moment, or it's not their turn in combat, and combat takes a really long time when you have a lot of people. So yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think taking up people's phones makes very much sense, because sometimes there's, you know, it's not on, you're, the focus is not on you, and that's okay. Uh, but it is yeah. sometimes hard if a player just, like, doesn't want to pay attention and is just sitting on their phone the whole time. That can be difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in yeah. some cases, you can try to draw them in, make the story more focused on them. You know, if they, if their character is the only one that speaks celestial, you can have an NPC who only speaks celestial and make them translate or something, or you can try to, you can try to tie them into the story. 
if they still resist or whatever, resist. If they resist, <laughs> no. Please do not resist. If they resist. still don't want to get invested, yeah. If they still don't want to get invested, then maybe they just aren't. They maybe they just don't want to play. You can ask them, yeah. hey, you know, you're like after the game, not in front of everybody, of course. But mm-hmm. you can be like, hey, you know, I know you're not very invested. Do you want to? You know, is there something I can change to? You know, feedback. Feedback is very important. You know, all feedback is a gift is a quote that my friend's father says a lot. Uh, all feedback is a gift. So you can ask them like, hey, is there something I'm doing that is making it so you're not invested? Is there something you want me to do differently? Is there something with you? You know, is is it just not a good time? You know, is maybe, you know, there's something else going on or something. Sometimes that's how it is. And sometimes they maybe just don't want to play. And mm-hmm. that can be... <clears throat> Whatever I don't know. You they can leave if yeah. they want to leave or whatever and all that. But you want to talk to your players. Yeah. That's important. Communication yeah. is key. I think that's um that's really interesting. How you know being a DM and like you know being invested in how your players are invested. Mm-hmm. I think um you know that has a lot of influence on you know like you as a person. Um because like communication is key. Like that's you emphasize that. And like, um, you know, you're you saying feedback is a gift. Like, I think that's really beneficial as, you know, to help you just like grow as a person. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are not great at communication. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's that's um, pretty cool. So, guys, being a DM and playing Dungeons and Dragons has its benefits. Even being a player and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. All sorts of benefits other than just having fun, you know, Mm -hmm. because that is the most important thing. I haven't mentioned this yet, and you can't do fun. any mention of D&D without saying this. The number one rule is always have fun. So yeah. it yes. sounds cliche, but if you're playing this game, and if, you know, it's, it's a game, you can choose mm-hmm. to not play, and why are you really playing it if you're not having fun, right? Yeah. What is the Nintendo thing with the video games where he's like, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if, if you're not having fun, doesn't matter how good the graphics are, doesn't matter how great the mm-hmm. control system, whatever, whatever gotta have fun uh-huh. so make what sure what i was gonna say fun. Is, uh like going off that yeah. it's just you could have an epic adventure to like the scale of it could literally be a novel but if you're not engaged it's just it just drags and yeah that's the thing that can happen if like the dm and the players aren't invested in the campaign and yeah it just brings back to that nintendo yeah. thing the main focus is to have mm-hmm. fun, and even, like, if I'm having fun on, like, a campaign that's completely, like, just, it's just the campaign someone wrote up, like, for 20 minutes because they got bored and wanted something, like, random and stupid to play, but you're having fun, that's a good D&D game. But if you're playing something mm-hmm. that took, like, 10 hours yeah. to make, and it's just kind of boring, it's not the same. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes it's hard to make it fun. But mm-hmm. that's something you can again talk to your players. What do they think is fun? What do they want to? What, what do they? What do they want to get out of this game? And yeah, you can you can just kind of practice. You know, practice makes perfect, mm-hmm. and eventually you can get good at that. Or maybe you can't get good at it, but you can always try. Get better. Yeah. So I actually think I'm going to end it here. It's been a pretty long episode, but I think it'll let it down. And also. This is just pretty interesting. I like having episodes where people talk about the things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell, guys, <laughs> from their voices just how much they love talking about Dungeons and Dragons.
it's a lot of fun. Yeah, having something that you're um, passionate about Mm -hmm. and like really invested in, I think that's really great. So I don't know, you guys, uh, if you're listening, you can try D&D out, maybe watch a video or two Mm -hmm. about it, get into it, or, you know, become friends with people who play D&D and then like inch your way in, which is, (laughs) is that what I'm doing? I don't really know. Yeah, that's key. That's another key. Really quick. Yeah. Last piece of advice. Always play yeah. with your friends. It's not as much fun if you're not playing with your friends. Sorry. Yeah. There are things true. like that, but oh, play with your yeah. friends. That's what makes it fun. I'm just going to say, like, right here, last thing, uh, kind of backing off what Adam said about play with friends, play with people who you feel comfortable with. And, like, that I'm a too. theater person, yes. and I'm just all around flamboyant at times, but I act yes. differently around indigo and blue and our other friend than I would, let's say, around yeah. some three people I met today and I'm just playing it because it's a club. I wouldn't make a yeah. character yeah. like yeah. Thondris if I wasn't with people yeah. who I yeah. know would be fine with that and also who I feel mm-hmm. okay just being Thondris. Thondris looms, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always hard being a DM for a new group that you don't really know, and you do some crazy Wild West voice or whatever, and you're, you don't know how they're going to react, and it's like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But also, thank you, Anne, for having us on your podcast. Thank you. It was a yeah, blast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was great. It yeah, was a pleasure. Um, it was a pleasure. <laughs> Quite yeah, so. Yeah, I really um, enjoyed listening. Um, you know, whatever I joke about, I actually do really enjoy <laughs> Um, hearing about D&D from anybody and everybody. And I hope you guys did too. I mean, background noise, you might have played this as actual background noise, or you may have listened <laughs> with intent. Um, oh, either wait. way... That's what it means. What? I just got the... I just, yeah! Whoa. <laughs> okay. That we don't have to make fun of how stupid I am. That's not important. <laughs> Play it um, as yeah, but... Background noise God, means God. background noise. Hey, you're humble. That's pretty good. You, you understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. On, on that note, um, I'm going to end uh, the podcast episode here. I hope everyone has a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, whatever time of day it is. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, leave the comments down below. <laughs> ring that uh, little bell. Yeah, if you can uh, yeah, ring the do bell. that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, bye guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.